Happy Halloween. I hope you're having a wonderful week wherever you are. Of course, this episode is not dropping on Halloween specifically, but you know what I mean. And it's a, we're doing something different this time. This is the first ever video version of this podcast. And it's also the first episode ever where I don't have a guest per se. But I will be listening to some voice notes that some listeners have sent me and I answer some questions. It's a lot of me telling stories, but you can watch it on video because I've wanted to do this podcast on video. I mean, since the beginning of, of when I first started this show and, um, it's finally, you know, we finally are at a point where we're trying some things out. I'll just say that this was the first time we've tried anything like this, and uh, hopefully there will be more uh, videos to come. I don't know, but I hope you enjoy it. So basically, if you want to see the video version, because there are a couple of moments that reference visual stuff, just click the link that's in the description of this episode, or you could just listen to the audio version, whatever you want. But I so appreciate you guys tuning in, and I appreciate all the new listeners. You know, this time of year, I always get tons of new listeners, and I just want to say welcome. And just so you know, even when Halloween is over, my ass is still talking about ghosts and aliens and Bigfoots and all things that go bump in the night all year round. So please subscribe to the show and stick around for more. So a lot of the stories that I tell on this episode, is it's an unusual episode, I'm not going to lie. But we're keeping it spooky nonetheless, and a lot of the stories that I'll be telling on this episode are not necessarily paranormal. They're just spooky, Halloween-adjacent, and I was looking through my emails of stories that people send me, and I found this story that I'm obsessed with, and I don't know if it's paranormal, but let's just get into it. This comes from Lucia, which... Funny enough, that name comes up again on the show uh, today. But Lucia writes, Hi, Roz. I'm just going to jump right in. I used to live in a studio apartment in a small complex in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. I lived on the top floor of this two-story building where there were only two units on this floor, mine and one across the hallway. Myself and my neighbor were both living alone at the time, and we'd say hi now and then in passing. Super nice guy. Remember this part because it circles back. Okay, we will. So I lived in this complex for about five years, and nothing spooky, strange, or out of the ordinary happened. 
until the last six months I lived there. In the span of six months, I had several occurrences where people were coming to my door in the middle of the night and early morning, but there were specifically two instances that stand out. The first occurrence was a woman who was frantically knocking on my door, saying that someone was going to get her and that she needed to be let in. I answered the door, half asleep, and tried to calm her down, even as she reached inside my door and attempted to unlock my chain. She left, and the police were called, but she was nowhere to be found. Later on, I found out that she ended up being a neighbor's significant other who was possibly unwell or under the influence. But why did she come up the stairs and choose my unit to knock on? Completely out of the way. Weird. The second occurrence was when I woke up in the middle of the night to my dog making a growling slash coughing noise at the front door. She had never done this, and it was extremely rare for her to growl or bark because she's a very timid and quiet dog. As my eyes adjusted, I thought she was choking until she jumped on my lap and I saw what she was looking at. At the bottom crack of my front door, a shadow of someone or something was pacing back and forth directly outside my door, accompanying... This shadow was the sound of the old hallway floors creaking. It was something heavy. Immediately, I froze in fear. I thought, oh my God, someone is going to break in. I'm alone and scared. I was finally able to get up and get inside my closet to call the police. Needless to say, they were not helpful because no one had broken in yet. I guess they can't come unless someone is already inside. Like, really? A terrible feeling of panic went through me that no one was going to help me, and if this person or thing chooses to break in, I might have to face an intruder. But as soon as I was able to creep back into my room, it was gone. Now, I know this could have been a odd sequence of events that just happens when you live in an open apartment in a big city. But let me get to the part that makes this just a little more dot, 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 strange. Years after I moved out, I'm looking at movies to watch one day, and I come across Hereditary and see that it's directed by Ari Aster. I clicked on his name, and a photo pops up. Lo and behold, he was my neighbor that lived across the hall from me in that same Silver Lake apartment complex. I never connected the dots because I didn't know his name and I didn't know what he did for a living. He was just my nice, quiet neighbor. I thought, wow, that's so cool. But then I started thinking back. I moved out in 2016, shortly after this weird stuff of people coming to my door started happening. Was he writing Hereditary or Midsummer at this time? Or maybe another creepy project? He very well could have since both movies came out in 2018 and 2019. I can't help but think maybe whatever he was writing or working on was attracting the strange stuff to our apartment. It still gives me the creeps. And now I haven't seen any of his movies and I don't know if I ever can. Oh my God. 
<laughs> See, now, is that paranormal? I don't know. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. But, hey, it's fun to think about. I love Ari Aster, and I think that's a really cool story nonetheless. And if you've never seen Hereditary or Midsummer, I highly recommend them. Um, especially Hereditary is very uh, paranormally and um, great for Halloween viewing. So thank you, Lucia, for sending me that. Okay, so here we go. Let's get into this Halloween solo episode of Just Me. And again, if you want to watch the video, go to the link in um, my description of this episode. And oh, a little note on this episode. At the beginning, I reference unsettling toys which you know they were on the show a couple weeks ago absolutely loved them i accidentally called them unsettling dolls i i i don't know what i was thinking i apologize i meant unsettling toys oh and my patreon clip this week at patreon.com slash on my second tier is me talking about guests that have been on this show all right i hope you enjoy on with the show. Hey, Bill. It's me, Roz. Welcome to the first ever Only Me episode. It's a slumber party. And it's also this time in Roz Vision. You guys, I thought it would be so fun if we did something different and we made it a slumber party. And so I wanted you guys to send me your you know spooky stories or questions and so we'll be listening to some voice notes i also have some written in questions and we'll hear of course some evps as well and who knows what else might happen you never know here at the video version of ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. I mean, can you believe it? We even have a fog machine here. Cue the fog machine. Getting foggy in here. Really, we just have an intern with a, a big vape device blowing it off camera. They're huffing and puffing, and here it comes, the fog machine. Ooh, mysterious. <coughs> I've been COVID tested, I promise. It's the fog. It's the fog, but it looks great. So you have to, you have to tune into the video version to see, to see what I look like in a big puff of smoke. It's wonderful what we can do here. I mean, we even have lightning. It's fun, guys. Anyway, I thought we should start the show. I think what we should do is hear a ghost story. And this one comes to me from Kristen. Funny story about Kristen, actually. I recently brought this up on my episode with the Unsettling Dolls crew. Kristen randomly sent me a message about something completely unrelated to ghosts. And then I realized that Kristen was the person that was in... She's the psychic that's in the video with the unsettling dolls on Vice. And it was like the weirdest thing. It all happened in one day. It was very strange. So I think Kristen is the real deal. Kristen is a psychic and Kristen has had many ghost experiences. And she sent me this one. So let's hear it. 
So I joined the Magic Castle when I was 12 years old, and I have performed there ever since. And it's an old building and definitely one of those places where even when you're alone, you feel like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And especially late at night, it definitely sinks in late at night. And my first real instance that happened there was when I was 14 and I was performing in the museum theater, which when the castle originally opened, that was their main stage. And I'm backstage packing up my props after a show Mm -hmm. and I feel this cold spot kind of wash over me. And there's cold spots all over the castle. And, you know, you could say maybe it's faulty circulation with the air vents and all of that. It's an old building, whatever. But I definitely felt this cold spot wash over me. And then I felt a cold hand on my right shoulder. No. So I immediately turn around thinking it was one of the friends I'd been performing with. Mm -hmm. But that... Backstage area is very small, and you would know if someone were back there. And I looked around. Indeed, no one was back there. And I went out into the theater, and I was totally alone. But I know what I felt. And I I think I was more shocked than scared in that moment. But that was definitely one of the first times where it was like, whoa, this is – something's happening here. And then cut to – I'm 21. I'm performing in the same theater. And again, I'm – after the show, packing up my props backstage, and that cold spot comes back, and no. I feel it. And then I hear like a little whisper, like a shh, shh, shh. Like it sounded like one of your Evie pleases, Roz. Mm. And, uh, and I hear that whisper, and then I feel that same cold hand on my right shoulder. I immediately turn around. No one is there. I had already kind of sussed things out when I heard the whisper, thinking it was maybe one of my friends talking to someone else. Mm-hmm. No one was there. Yeah. No one was in the theater. I was totally alone. And yet I very clearly was not alone. That's scary. Okay, if you don't know about the Magic Castle, it's here in Hollywood, California, not Hollywood, Florida. And it is this gorgeous castle it's a private club. You have to be a member, magician. It's kind of like country club vibe. You can like, you know, become a member. And it's allegedly very haunted. I've been there a few times. You can feel it. You can feel the energy. And Kristen was a young magician there. Okay, so I'm trying to unpack all of this. So first of all, you had the hand on the shoulder thing which I hate. And you it's interesting, you assumed it was a friend because I always talk about this. With horror movies, there's always this moment in every single horror movie, like picture in a slasher movie, okay? You know that the killer's on the loose and you hear, seems like someone's in the house and you see our ingenue walking towards the sound and then all of a sudden someone puts their hand on their shoulder and everyone screams and then the ingenue turns and it's their friend okay that never happens in real life if someone did that to me i yes i would kill them that doesn't have you don't just go up to your friend and just you wouldn't do that so anyway i was thinking about that as you were telling this story i feel that only a ghost would do that Of course, we talk about ghosts a lot of times come from an era where people just touch people, apparently. No consent or no asking or anything. I don't like that. But it also makes me think, what would a magician ghost be like? Imagine 
the things like they saw themselves in half. They could do this one, but they could probably actually pull their finger off. Like also then that's like questions of if they have a, a bunny that they pull out of a hat. Is there a ghost bunny that goes along with like I have a lot of these questions about a ghost magician. I have thought before about you know, sometimes you see a human being, you think it's a human being, and then all of a sudden you look and they're gone. And then people say, it was a ghost. I'm over here like, that could have been David Blaine, bitch. Like, I don't know. It could have been a magician, Chris Angel up in here. Like, I don't know what's going on. That could happen. Real human beings could do that. I've seen magicians do things where I'm like, this is dark-sided. I don't know what that is, but I need, I, w- I want my God and I want my family. Anyway, thank you, Kristen, for sending that in. Ooh, I want to hear another one. This next one here is from Kate. Hey, Roz. This is Kate from Oregon calling. And I had a question for you. Okay. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid and your favorite as an adult that you wore? I can only imagine... All the various things you've dressed up as. Only imagine, so I'd love to know. As for me, I would say my best costume was probably when I was 19. Mm -hmm. And my girlfriend had just finished taking a Hollywood makeup class. And so she made me and my my friend look old. (laughs) So we were all grayed up and wrinkled up and wearing moo-moos and whatnot. And went to a party and had the best time acting old and senile and hard of hearing all night long. People would knock on the door to enter the party. We'd open the door, stick our heads out, and say, what? <laughs> you know, anyways, had so much fun with that. So anyways, what's your answer? Happy Halloween. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, I mean, that's the fun part of playing dress up. You get to be somebody else for, for a change. I love it. Okay, I have a lot to say about this. This reminded me of the fact that, yes, I took a a Hollywood makeup class one time when I was in my early 20s, and it was a prosthetic class. And part of the class, you had to get paired up with another person, and I got paired up with this girl, and we had to, like, do the whole live cast or whatever of your face, which is, like, it's a really grueling process that these actors go through. And we had to do that to each other. And she got to keep my face and I got to keep her face. And then we were going to make prosthetics on the faces, these like little cement versions of our faces. And I remember the teacher being like, you're going to love it for the rest of your life because you're going to see how smooth your skin is as you get older. You're always going to have this. She dropped out of the class. So I, I still somewhere in a box have this girl's cement face. Anyway. To get to your question, I've always loved Halloween, obviously. Also, my birthday is 11 days before Halloween. And, okay, as a kid, I was a little boy, so I I was Aladdin for Halloween. My dad was the genie. My two sisters were Jasmine, both of them. But it it was Michigan and sometimes... Especially back when I was a kid, there there was cold weather in October back when I was a kid. And so we would have to have like turtlenecks on underneath like our (laughs) 
Agrabah, you know, uh, Disney costumes. I was a cowboy. But, of course, the, the things that I highlight in my mind more are when I was in drag. I think the first time I was ever in drag out of the house was Halloween, which is usually how this whole thing starts for people. I, I was probably... I'm going to say I was 10 because literally every time I tell a story about when I was a kid, I say that I was 10. It was a very busy year for me, apparently. But I was, I was 10, let's say. And I dressed as a, an old a grandma, not unlike, you know, what you were saying. I, I was a granny. And then I had this little boy friend that he was a grandpa. And, of course, I'm like, I'm going to be the grandma. But then I, like, made myself... Like, I somehow had access to this, like, beaded dress. And so I was, like, kind of like a fancy grandma. And then he was just, like, a little homely old man with, like, a scraggly beard. So I don't know. We're kind of a mismatched couple. But we we went trick-or-treating like that. And I was living, honey. I called myself Grandma Lulu. Now, that actually led to an early career of mine. You know, I, I have, I've played... I've played so many locations all over the years as a drag performer, but probably the first place that I performed was my backyard. Now, I came up with Grandma Lulu's one-woman show, and I performed it for all the neighborhood kids because I had the costume because of Halloween, so I had my old lady wig, I had my razzle-dazzle outfit, and I just remember going door-to-door and inviting people to come see my one woman show. I don't remember what I called it. Oh, I don't know. But I, I do know that her name was Grandma Lulu. I guess, you know, people always ask me like, what was your first drag name? Or how'd you get your drag name? I guess Grandma Lulu was my first drag persona. <laughs> and um, yeah, that all started on Halloween. Now, as I got into my early 20s, that's when I started, when I was not quite you know, calling myself a drag queen per se, I wasn't doing it for a living, I would certainly use Halloween as an excuse to get all done up. And I was Selena Quintanilla, and that was pretty, that was pretty a, a big moment for me in my life to, to leave the house looking like that. But nowadays, and, you know, when I asked people on Instagram to ask me questions, a lot of people asked me what I'm going to be for Halloween this year or what I've been, you know, in, in the past. And as long as I've been a drag queen, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, I have spooky outfits. I, I've been the nun. I have been the nun a couple of times, which I realize is lazy. I, you know, probably technically should only do it once, but I've done it a couple of times just because and there's something about, I have, you know, I have my Catholic stuff and I, I love, I love the image of the nun from the conjuring universe. And so I've done that and I've performed sister act music, uh, while dressed like her. But I just, I have this thing where I feel like every day is Halloween for me in the best way. You know, I'm always playing dress up. I'm always watching spooky movies. I'm always showing up to people's houses looking for candy. That can mean whatever you want. Want it to mean. I don't know what I'm saying. But I, um, so when it's Halloween, it's kind of my time to like watch everyone else play. And, 
And I, I do find myself often on November 1st looking back at pictures and going, yeah, drag's a lot harder than it looks, isn't it? Maybe I'll remember that next time you have notes to some of these people. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if, I, if I'll dress up this year. I do have some new spooky outfits. You know, when the pandemic hit, when it was very early on and we're like, well... I have a couple of weeks free, so I'll get to work on some Halloween costumes to plan ahead. I do have a couple of new Halloween costumes that I haven't worn in public yet. So hopefully you'll be seeing those soon. All right. Next voice note. This one comes from Amber. Hey, Roz. It's Amber from California. Um, Speaking of slumber parties, there was this one time when my best friend Heather was sleeping over at my house. Um, We were both 15 at the time, and my grandma had passed away some months before this happened. Um, Well, anyways, she was sleeping over, and we got awoken in the middle of the night by my TV. It turned on to that loud staticky screen and I jumped out of bed and had to find the remote real quick and turn it off needless to say we were both extremely freaked out but now that I think about it it was my grandma just paying us a visit and there was nothing to be scared of at the time well anyways um I have plenty of more experiences to share with you And thank you for listening. Thanks, Amber. Send them to me. I want to hear them all. I love that. Your grandma sounds fun. Your grandma sounds like, okay, Amber's having a slumber party. I got to give them a good time. I got to give them a story. You never know. Amber might want to tell this on Ghosted by Roz Drasvelez one day. So that sounds adorable. And I I love that it was your grandma looking, just, you know, looking to say hi. That's cute. I mean, I... At first, I was thinking about, like, the Poltergeist movie where, like, the the TV turns on, and that always scared me. Go to the light, Caroline. Go to the light, Amber. But it turns out to be an adorable story. So thanks for sending me that. You know, another thing I did was ask people to send me questions on Instagram. And I got a lot of them. I got a lot of, like... You know, the same question. Again, a lot of people want to know about what I'm going to wear for Halloween, that sort of a thing. But I'll go through some of these um, that I think are good. Okay, here's one. Ouija board doormats. Asking for some spooky shit to happen? Hello, West End. I mean, West Elm. Oh, because they sell Ouija board doormats at West Elm. Yeah, I mean, technically, I think people believe that you can, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you could, you know, contact the dead. I mean, some people would even say this eight ball. I mean, okay, let's see. Am I talking to a dead person in this eight ball? Signs point to yes. Okay, well, I found out a funny thing today. I actually wanted to have a Ouija board as part of this episode, and... I found out that Target and various stores, I believe, unless I'm wrong, I'm not sure. Don't fact check me. But they like 
you can't find you can't find Ouija boards as easy as I thought you could these days, which is very interesting. And again, it's these people with the stigma against Ouija boards. I mean, I'm not like I'm not pro Ouija boards. I don't use them, but I don't know. It's like people are just they need to calm down. I mean, I'm gonna start a rumor that. What's a board game? Don't wake daddy. Is that still a one? Is that still a board game? Am I showing my age again? There used to be this okay, there used to be this game that I used to play as a kid called Don't Wake Daddy. And you had to you had to do something to daddy. <laughs> but he couldn't wake up. And I do remember the commercial, Don't Wake Daddy. So don't wake daddy. Anyway, I'm going to say that if you wake daddy, a demon comes out. I'm going to start a new rumor, you know, just to, just to take a little off of Ouija. Or if you, um, if you, if you win Candyland, a witch will, uh, fly out on a broomstick. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. Here's a question. Have you ever been to Not Scary Farm? Or Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, I like that. Okay, if you don't know what this is, this is a Southern California thing. Not Scary Farm is, first of all, great name. It's the Knott's Berry Farm spook, spooktacular spook fest that happens every um, Halloween time. I haven't been, and I and it's shameful that I haven't, because Elvira used to perform there on and off over the years, over a long period of time, she would perform a show there. And I always wanted to go so bad, but I don't like those kinds of things. Like, I like the idea of them. I just don't, I just don't want to be in there. I don't like people jumping out at me. I actually, I went to one, I went to one as a kid this, this is all just grandma telling stories with her knit outfit on uh, about my childhood. Okay, so when I was a child, there was this period in my life where there was a group of, of, bad, of bad kids. They were like the, the bad kids in school. And they, they wore like skateboarder clothes and they... I feel like they had access to fireworks or fire of some sort. And this is, again, I was probably 10. We'll just say I was 10. I was probably 12-ish. I don't know. Whatever. So I wanted to hang out with these kids. And they invited me to go to the local Halloween maze haunted thing. And I was like, okay, sure, like whatever, if you guys would be friends with me. Oh, this story's sad. So we go to the place, and there's a long line, and there's, as soon as you get there, there's, you know, zombies walking up and getting in your face, and I'm like, this is what I gotta do to be friends with these kids. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was not a super tough child. And as we start inching closer to the front, I start to be like, you guys, I don't think we should do this. I think we need an adult with us. And they were like, what? Like, we are 12. We can do this. And I'm like, no, I think I, think I need an adult to go with me. 
Oh my God, I can't believe, I'm about to cry thinking about how sad this story is. So we're literally like the next one's going up and I'm like, I can't do this. And I go to the lady that's in line behind us who's like on a date with some man. And it, again, this is Michigan, so she's got like a big puffy coat because it was cold out. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I'm not allowed to do this without a parent. Can you please go with me? And I think she was probably like, I'm not a parent, but okay, like whatever. So she, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm telling this story. And she wrapped me up in that big puffy coat. And she, she walked me through this. And I still remember she smelled like Marlboro Reds. And she it was so sweet of her. And that woman was Meryl Streep. No, I don't know. I don't know who she was. I've never seen her again. Maybe she listens to this show. Uh, thank you for that. But so anyway, this is all to say I've never liked those things. I love the idea. I love so many people that have worked at them. I just don't want to do it. I don't. Actually, okay, I ended up working at that place. As I got older, my dad was a paramedic, and he would take gigs. You know, I think he had, like, a seasonal gig working at one of these places, you know, helping with paramedics and safety and stuff. And he found out that, oh, anyone can just work at this one. And I was, at this point, I'm probably... 14 or so and he he's like do you want to work at it and I'm like yeah I want to be an actor I could do this and so I got a job working at one of these oh my god I can't believe I didn't even think of this I got a job working at one of these places and I loved it oh my god I had so much fun I would work I mean long hours. first of all another thing I'll say hard work I have a lot of respect for those people it is not easy. It's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of jumping out and going back. It's a lot of people hitting you. Uh, you know, people are just like awful. I mean, whatever. So I ended up loving it, did not get paid, didn't care about it, did it for hours and hours. I think I maybe did it two years, maybe. I, I even remember ordering. I paid for my own colored contacts just because I wanted to commit to the, but used to have to go through a catalog and figure out, okay, 0724 in yellow. I'll take one of those. And I had the contacts. And I remember this one year, I mean, I was at this point, I was, you know, I thought that I was the scare scare i think they call them scare actors characters whatever i was the scare actor uh, on on campus you know i was i thought i was so cool and i remember i told my sister like hey you wanna you wanna check out my gig sometime like even you could get dressed up and you could and she was like okay like i guess so i guess i'll try she's like sounds like fun whatever and she's like five four or five years i don't know some couple years older than me and so she goes and she gets done up as a ghost or no, as a clown, like a, it was like a, what do you call it? Like a neon, uh, fluorescent paint room. And, and she was like a fluorescent clown. She looked pretty good. And I remember I had to take her to the, to the clown room and we had whoever teaches 
everyone has scared ever go through what you do. You know, when someone comes through, you open this door and you go, welcome to clown town <laughs> or whatever you're supposed to say. She had like one line, you know? And so, you know, we rehearse and she, welcome to clown town. I'm like, okay, great. You got it. Perfect. And so then I'm like, all right, you're good to go. I got to go scare some people. So I go into this other room and you know, I'm dressed like a zombie or whatever. And, you know, I think I'm so cool. I, you, you walk through all the different rooms and, you know, you see the, the person in the butcher room and you're like, hey, Kevin, good to see you. I hope you pass that algebra test on Monday. And then, you know, you walk through, you see the little the girl that's laying in the she's like the exorcist laying in the bed. You're like, oh, Lisa, girl, you, you're looking good. Stay away from that holy water. You know, I'm cracking jokes. I think I'm so great. And then it's time for my break. So I take a 15, 10-minute break from my unpaid labor, and I go walk over to see where my sister is. I go to the clown room, and I go in there, and I'm calling out her name. I'm like, where are you? Hello? What's going on? She's nowhere to be found. So I finally open up the door, as soon as I open it up, there she is in her clown regalia, screams. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't like it here. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the scary one. She's like, I, I don't want to. And I'm like, have you, what have you been doing this whole time? She's like, I've just been sitting in here hoping that no one will find me. And I said, what happened? She said, the first group of people came in and I went, ah! And they laughed at me, and she's like, I got scared. And so basically not everyone in my family is cut out for the spooky business. So to answer your question, now, I, well, okay, going back to it, I have been to Halloween Horror Nights. The production quality is very good. It's amazing. Um it's fantastic. I think if you're into that stuff, I would highly recommend it. I actually my my last day job that I had was being a tour guide at Universal Studios, which I highly recommend to people if you're like living in LA and you're an actor, a creative and you're looking for a job. It's a really good job. Actually, like looking back, I'm like that's actually it was a wonderful company and I really enjoyed it to be honest. Um so uh so part of that during Halloween time, we would do a thing with with people um, giving tours a little bit. And uh, it's because of that, we, we were able to go through the mazes if we wanted at one point. And I decided one time to do it and it really scared me, but I did it and it was really cool. I thought it was great. Also, again, Universal Studios haunted. Uh, look it up. There's some good stories there. All right, next question. I always get this question. What is my favorite episode of Ghosted? Which, come on, I will never answer that question. Again, I'm very picky about, about what we release. I think, I, I think every episode is good. I like all of them. I always have to bring up when Cassandra Peterson came here, a.k.a. Elvira. My idol. I mean, it's pretty insane. We got that one out of the way, like, right away. Like, within the first few months, she agreed to do it. And it's like, where do you go from here? Uh, so that was pretty incredible. But I even, sometimes you know, people send me, they'll, they'll post about it, which you can feel free to do at any time. Just post and tag me. I'll share it. And 
you know, it's interesting to see over the past two and a half years, some of the episodes that we've done, not that I've forgotten about them, but I, it's, there's just been so many and I go, oh my God, I for, like that, that's, that one's incredible. Someone was just talking about when we had Bailey Sarian on and I'm like that, her story was wonderful. You know, there's just, there's just so many good stories. I could, I could truly never pick a, uh, a favorite, but, um, so don't make me. Who's my favorite horror movie villain? <sighs> I don't, you know, I have like a really strong connection to Carrie, who I would not consider a villain, but I feel like people, you know, I mean, she does technically kill an entire uh, prom. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I love, I love Michael Myers. Well, yeah, I do. I love Michael Myers. I love Freddy Krueger. I always say I love Freddy Krueger because I love people that think they're hilarious, but aren't. I mean, he's having a good time on the job and I do appreciate that. You gotta make the most of it. Uh, even if you are murdering teenagers. Oh, sounds terrible. Don't take this out of context. Um, so I think, again, I love the idea of the nun. I love the idea of Annabelle. I love Chucky. Chucky's another one that has fun on the job. Um, you know, that's something about like Michael Myers or Jason. You, you don't really get to see how much they're <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> they're just kind of, they're just kind of deadpan, you know? So like, and I understand where that is scary, but uh, I don't know. That's like when I hear these ghost stories, you know, so often it's like I just saw an 1800s woman just standing at my bed. I'm like, I want to I want to hear an 1800s woman was at my bed and she had a tight five of stand up comedy. She's doing 1800s topical humor. Like, I want to hear that. That's the ghost I'm going to be. An 1800s woman with some stand-up comedy acts. Okay, let's look at some more of these questions. What is your most frightening Halloween costume fail? I, I don't... Oh, actually, I do have one. Okay. God, again, you're asking me to go back into the past here. I think you're understanding why I am the way I am because of these stories that I'm telling. I remember there was, in the early 2000s, there was a commercial that was really popular that was a Gatorade commercial, and it was people sweating Gatorade. I don't know if this rings a bell for anyone. And it was, it just, like, looked cool, you know? It was like, wow, they're sweating blue, or they're sweating red or yellow or, or whatever, and so I was like, I'm going to recreate that. Because, you know, people always like to be topical with their Halloween costumes. And I'm like, I'm going to try that. And so I, uh, I had this idea, like, what if I put baby oil on my skin and then I have like a, a, a spray bottle of food coloring water and I can spray it on me and then it'll make like little beads of Gatorade all over my skin. What was I thinking? It was a horrible idea. I was dressed like a basketball player. And then everyone's like, what are you, are you, what are you supposed to, like, you're just a, 
like a really lazy basketball player with oil all over you. Like, what are you doing? And I couldn't sit on anything. I couldn't hug anyone. I couldn't do anything. It was absolutely terrible. So I would say that was a Halloween costume fail. I also shouldn't even say this, but I always feel like knock on wood, but I, I don't have a ton of costume failures throughout my life. Not a ton though. I was about to be on a TV show one time. It was a live TV show, which is terrible or, you know, terrifying. And my, the zipper on my dress broke because I think this, I think this was in the, that, that period of my life where I was eating a lot of Carl's Jr. Impossible burgers. And I had to go to a, a hypnotist to try to get me to stop eating impossible burgers every single day. That's a different story. But, um, so that was a costume fail, but I'm all, I'm always like, sometimes when things happen, yeah, I, I don't take myself too seriously. So like if something broke off or whatever, like that's, I always view that as a gift. Like it's fun. I mean, I'm saying this as a performer, that's a little different than like, you know, going to like a, an event and, and your dress falls off or something. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying like, as I perform and I wear costumes, if, if my wig fell off, if, uh, you know, something breaks, I love it. It's just, it makes it real. So I, I can't really even think of that. I did fall off stage one time at this venue I used to perform at that had the, they literally had, it was like two by fours, that are just kind of piled up on each other that they call stairs and I would have to walk down and up them in high heels. And I, I was on stage and I was about to go down the stairs and I completely fell down them and I broke both of the heels off of the shoes, which is not saying much because they were very cheap high heels, but still um, I ended up having feet problems for a while because of that. <laughs> Hey, do you guys want to hear some ghost voices? Okay, it's time for EVPs or EV please. Okay, so you know how this works. I go to YouTube. I look for alleged electronic voice phenomenon or EVPs, and uh, I'm gonna you know let you let you guys guess what the uh, alleged ghost is saying all right so here's the first one this one was posted by map is team on youtube and they write this clip was taken in pines indiana or michigan city indiana both cities pop up under this bridge the bridge is called devil's bridge we are we were seeing a mysterious light off in the distance from what i have heard it has been reported before. My cousin Mike decided that he wanted to go to the car to smoke a cigarette, and you hear an unknown, an unknown voice saying what we're about to hear. All right. What do you hear this ghost saying? Okay, so it's definitely like a whispery. I'm going to play it again. Hello, Mr. 
I don't like it. Okay, I'll give you some guesses. Is it A, bump that Missy? You know, like if like Missy Elliott is playing, you're like, bump that Missy. Is it B, I'm going to miss you? That's sweet. Is it C, don't do it? Don't do what? Smoke the cigarette? Or D, dumb, kiss me. All right, let's hear it again. They believe it says, I'm gonna miss you. I do hear the miss you. Um, I don't know. I hear Tom kiss me. All right, here's the next one. This one was posted by Brian. Mick Commas on YouTube, and it is at an interesting location. It is at the Superhero Creamery Shop in Russell, Kentucky, which is an ice cream store, according to my research. And apparently it might be haunted. Brian McComas thinks it is. So tell me what you hear this ice cream store ghost saying. Oh, God. Okay, this one's louder. Let's try it again. Okay, so it's a lot of loud background noise, and then there's like a whispery. Let's hear it again. I feel like I hear the cookies and cream machine or something in the background. Uh, all right, here we go. Is it A, it's vegan? Maybe they have coconut or almond options. I'm not sure. Is it B, ice cream? Is it C, it's me again? Or D, I want sprinkles? All right, let me play it again. It's vegan. It's me again is what they believe it says. I can hear it. Wait, since I'm on camera and I'm a drag queen, I'll I'll do a lip sync of it. I've seen worse lip syncs than that, let's be honest. Okay. Well, that was EVP or Evie Please. All right. Here's another fun thing that I like to do. I like to go to eBay.com. And I like to type in haunted dolls and see what pops up. And I have a lot of thoughts on this kind of a thing. I do think a lot of these are scams, but I do think, uh, I'll put it this way. I'm not trying to find out if they're real or not, but I think that some of them might be. All right. It's time to look at some eBay dolls. This is also a game that I'm not sure if I'm legally allowed to call it this, but I also like to call it Chucky or just yucky, because I'm trying to find the ultimate America's next haunted doll superstar. Welcome back. I'm Roz Dresvelez. You're watching America's next eBay haunted doll. Who will be the next Annabelle? All right. First up, it says haunted doll metaphysical. This doll is real and haunted. And 
She looks like she shops wherever the Pope shops. I'm not going to lie about that. She has got something on her head. It's kind of a blurry photo. Now, this is always, this is about marketing. You're selling yourself. You're quite literally, uh, you're up for sale here. So we got to see good photos of you if we're going to want to buy you. You're $40 and plus $15 shipping. I'm not sure the name of this doll, but it is, it's very Pope. It's kind of uh, Pope Barbie is sort of what I'm looking at. It's not one of the scarier dolls that I see. And I now, again, I am kind of an expert on this topic. I've seen dozens of haunted dolls on eBay at this point. And this is not one of the scarier ones. I will say her hair is actually pretty intact, considering what you, you will tend to see out there. But again, she's just, I don't know, she's very Pope-like. Let's see what else we can find. Oh, God. Okay, this is, it says 1984 Hasbro real baby doll haunted 20-inch by Jay Turner, blue eye, creepy, realistic. Just a lot of words uh, thrown in there. And this doll is 135 American dollars. Five people are currently watching her. Plus $14 shipping. Okay, this is a genre of doll that I actually wasn't very aware of. I never really paid much attention to, but I've noticed a lot of this on eBay. This is what I like to call a grandma baby. It is it a grandma or is it a baby? I don't know what you are. You look... I mean, the haircut is giving me grandma. It's giving me... It's She's kind of... She, she kind of looks like Jason Voorhees' mom. Uh, but it, I'm also pretty sure she's a baby. She's got completely blacked out eyes. Oh, no. Okay, th now this is the thing. This picture right here is terrifying. However, she knows what she's selling here. She is giving us spooky angles, spooky lighting. I know a thing or two about that. So good for her. You know, she says, I'm worth $135, so I'm going to give you a show. Oh, and there's a picture of her hand. Why does her hand look wrinkly? That is a grandma baby that needs some kind, some kind of manicure or something. All right, next up. Haunted Doll, Lucia, 19-year-old movie star diva, strong presence. All right, she's sort of giving me Minnie Mouse, flamenco dancer with the polka dots. Cute. I want to read about one of these. Let's see, because it says she's a movie star. Now, I will warn you, trigger warning. These So, on eBay, a lot of times you'll see these stories that people write up, these backstories, very elaborate, about who the ghost is that's attached to this doll. I'm always wondering, what does that mean? Do people just die and then wake up and they're in a doll and now they're on eBay for sale? I don't know how it happens, but these people write these long biographies about the ghost inside these dolls, and almost always... They have a very tragic death, so I, we'll see what this one is, but just be warned of that. Okay, it says, Haunted Doll, Lucia, 19 years old, movie star, diva, strong presence. This is Lucia. 
or Lucia. I don't know how they want to say it. She is 19 years old and her vessel is 16 inches tall. Lucia is a movie star spirit. She was destined for greatness with her beautiful looks and voice before her life was cut short by a drunk driver in 2016. Okay. She has a bubbly personality and loves getting her photo taken. Anytime that my kids are making TikToks, she likes to show up in them showing off her orbs. She is a true diva and loves anything red and feathery. She has a very sweet personality and is always in a good mood. When you get her, don't forget to give her a gift and also light a white candle and some incense to welcome her spirit. Before deciding that you want her, you need to realize by having Lucia, you are welcoming a spirit into your home. Some people think uh, of some of the experiences as negative and scary, like seeing or feeling a presence in your home, lights dimming, strange sounds, or feeling touches while no one is there. <sighs> Again with the touching. These are all normal and do not mean that the spirit is negative. It just means that there isn't that in fact there is a spirit in your home. And then there's always this great thing that they put in these. Due to eBay's policies, I must list any of my dolls as entertainment purposes only, but they are all a responsibility and require much attention and care. Please don't bid unless you are ready and able to commit. Oh, they, they also usually say um, something about, like, it's not legal to sell <laughs> spirits. Like, I forget what the wording is. Like, you, you can't sell objects that... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it, you can't you can't sell ghosts basically. So they say like, don't get mad at me if Lucia decides to not show up in your kids' TikToks and it's just a doll. I love this doll that's trying to get into TikTok. That's amazing. All right, let's look at a few more. This one here, haunted doll, Mokun, Mokun. I'm not sure how you say that. Demonic divination spirit, lifelike visions. Augury, Augury. I don't know what that word is, but I'm afraid I'm summoning demons by saying it. Uh, $139.99. Here's what I'll say about this doll. She is resourceful because I'm looking at this picture and I can tell right away because, girl, I get you. She had one product of makeup. I'm going to say she had a coral lipstick and she decided, okay, I'll, I'll do my lips with it. Then I'm going to dab a little bit and put it on my cheeks, do a little bit of rouge with the same lipstick, then I'm going to go over the eyes with it. And that's perfectly executed here, which is really easy. A lot of people don't think about that. If you're ever in a pinch, all you need is a lipstick. It was not going to go well with some colors, I think, but she did it. You have done it, girl. I want to say your name is Mo Kun, whatever it is. I don't. I hope I'm not saying something that, again, is going to get me possessed or uh, canceled. <laughs> All right. Here is another one. Money dolls, extreme luck and money. Okay, first of all, this is a wooden board with a couple of poof balls and some shamrock material glued to it. $65. This is where I get real suspicious. Okay, if this, if this doll brings you extreme luck and money, why are you getting rid of it? And also, why don't you ask for a couple thousand dollars? Wouldn't the doll be able to, to give you that? Next one. Haunted dolls active 
positive Zinnia. Zinnia is a diva. Zinnia, I want to say she's had, would that be Restylin? Collagen? She's had, she's definitely had some injections around the mouth, uh, but she knows how to wear it well. She's wearing gold lame, honey. She looks like she is ready for Christmas. Zinnia's a diva, and she is worth all $65 if you are looking for a positive spirit. $15.20 shipping. Okay, now this one is wearing a yarn-knitted dress, and I'm convinced that she has stolen my look. Who wore it better? We'll do a side-by-side. Thank you. I won. Um, only $13. Now, I actually, if I see that a doll is only like below $15 on eBay, that to me seems more real because people, if you had this haunted doll, you want to just get rid of it. You're not here trying to make money off of it. You want to just get rid of it. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe this one actually is haunted. She's got great, great fashion. All right, let's do this one. Haunted doll possessed demonic paranormal scary spooky creepy vintage halloween those are literally all words to describe that's literally the the words on my tinder profile um i love this there's two of them here they look like two party girls these two 58 dollars uh these two know where the party is uh <laughs> they look like they've seen some shit they look like they have made things disappear in homes and I'm convinced that they've probably crawled on people in the middle of the night. And last one, haunted doll, active paranormal spirit, Jill, old spirits, lights flicker vessel. I love this one because her face is very much giving angry drag queen in the back of the club, not happy to see me <laughs> and then when you pull it back and you see the full body shot she's got the body of a teddy bear honey make up your mind what are you are you a drag queen or a teddy bear it's a decision that many of us must make at some point in our lives all right anyway that was me looking at haunted allegedly haunted eBay dolls. Well, that was it. That was the first ever episode of Just Me on Camera. I hope you enjoyed. Let me know if you liked it. I would love to do stuff like this more. And I want to give a special thank you to the crew that made this happen at Starburns Audio. Big thanks to Bob Turton, uh, Kyle McGraw, Land Romo, Brian Baldinger, James Fino, Lisa Rudin. Hope I didn't leave anyone out. They did such a great job, and uh, the video looks great, sounds great. And it was just a fun, fun day of, of shooting. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy your Halloween. Please be subscribed to the show. Rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you have a ghost story, leave it in a five-star review. Or send it to me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And also tell your friends about the show. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. Our Facebook group is called Ghosted by Roz Dresfelez. 
I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Audio, a podcast network.